Welcome to the Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Hey, Cat. Hey, Moose. How you doing? I'm so good. I'm so glad to see you again and get to talk about some of the exciting stuff we have to talk about today. I have to tell you a story. I was thinking, uh, so. I've been kind of sick and snotty for like four or five days trying to Mm -hmm. get over this cold. I think it's just the weather changing. But um, when I was over at your house, you offered me like some Afrin or that stuff that you spray in your nose. Yep. And uh, and then I realized when I got home, like, oh, I have like this natural version of that. I'm sure it's the same. So Mm -hmm. let me try that. And so (laughs) I was sitting. And was it like a like from Whole Foods or something like something kind of exactly homeopathic? Yeah. So you think it's probably just water that they bottled and sold for forty (laughs) two dollars? Yeah. But so I, I I'm like, okay, I'll just try this. And so I'm sitting on the couch and Sarah was hanging out and uh, and I asked her, I went through the whole thing, like, this is probably safe, right? She's like, haven't you used it? It's been open. I'm like, probably at some point. And I take this nose spray and I spray it up the right side of my nose. And before I know it, I'm spraying up the left side of my nose. And the only thing I could describe it as, it was like my brain, the frontal lobe of my brain <laughs> lit up. And I thought my brain was on fire. The only thing I could picture what? is my brain is currently burning. Really? And But it was interesting because it was like. Like in a painful way or in like, whoa, that is really nice. The, like like the second. Like okay. it, it, it panicked me at uh-huh. first. Like I literally looked at Sarah and I was like, I need you to call an ambulance or a firefighter <laughs> or something because I knew something was wrong, but it was so interesting to watch my brain react to what was happening. Uh-huh. And so I was like, so I was just grabbing the front of my head and I was yelling, something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong. And of course she's panicked because I really am upset. And she's like, what can I do? What can I do? And I was like, Oh my God. It was literally like a roller coaster of my brain. And then I, I start blowing it out of my nose, uh-huh. like, you know, blowing my nose to get it just out. kind of out of fear. Cause you were like, okay, feeling over. I'm yes, done. exactly. And so she gets me, you know, a, a tissue and I'm, I'm blowing it out and then my nose starts burning. And I, but I, I can picture it now the front of my brain. It was literally like if you were getting an MRI, it was just lighting up. It yeah. was, it was just crazy. <laughs> That's insane. So I want to see if it's just me or if it's, so I wanted to see if you would be, <laughs> I wanted, I'm serious. Sarah wouldn't try it. So you, want, you want me to try the nose spray? I'm just let curious. Me, let me tell you, do me. you know this about me? What? I'm, I'm moderately obsessed with nose sprays oh, i didn't know that i well, this is love great. the way that nose sprays make my nose feel yeah i have um colloidal silver at my desk that i use as a nose spray and um i use a you know i take like a daily allergy nose spray thing and it's like my favorite time of the day because i'm like oh i finally get to use my flonase because i love the way that it makes because it kind of burns a little like what you're not quite what you're talking about but it, it it's almost like that feeling of when you're get dunked in the pool and water goes up your nose it kind of hurts but it kind of almost feels good yeah so i'm i'm happy to try the nose spray okay so I'm, now what do we do if my frontal lobe catches on well, fire well i i just want to have you i i want you to explain it i may do it as well okay and just see what happens but I looked up the ingredients and I'll share after you do oh, it no. kind of what's going on because 
Um, so wait, maybe I'm not going to do this. Well, no, 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 no. It's not bad. It's all natural. But I'm just curious if it is my brain in particular or <laughs> <That's on fire. laughs> if it's yours. Okay. Okay. I'm happy to try it. Okay. Okay. So here it is. Uh, it's called, am I allowed to say what it's called? I, th- I think you should. Okay. I mean, if I can't know what's in it, I should at least be able to know what it's called. Okay. It's called X Lear, like clear, but the X is the C. Okay. Congestion, re- congestion relief sinus spray. Does that mean it's like Christian clear? I think so. X? It's Christian <laughs> clear. Is it like the Cthus? But don't take the Christian out of Christ. Okay. Okay. So don't look at the ingredients, right. but I'm tossing right. it I to won't. you. Yep. I'm excited about this. Like I said, do you shake it? Sure. Oh yeah. I've seen this before. Yeah. It looks like clear, but with an X, which yeah. I know you've already said, but okay. Okay. So- here we go. Okay. Right nose, <laughs> left nose. Uh, whoa. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. What's happening? Like, I understand. Like there are two chopsticks that have just entered into my frontal lobe that are on fire. They're fiery chopsticks just gone straight up. And, and do you feel in the front of your brain? I do. I do. And now it's starting to kind of um, explode. No, it's starting to kind of expand, but also weaken a little. So I don't, I don't feel like call an ambulance, call the fire truck, but, but especially in that first, wow. Whoa. I mean, that stuff is legit. And so I'm going to try it too. Okay. Awesome. Try it. Keep describing though. Well, it just, it, it really, Man, it's like if that feeling lasted forever, I'd want to I'd want to spray that stuff in my nose all day. <laughs> oh. On fire? Oh man. Oh man. So here's the deal. Oh, uh, it's got this stuff in it. What is it called? Um capsa- capsaicin capsaicin so what is capsaicin well it is a substance found in hot red and chili peppers (laughs) and is responsible for the burning sensation that occurs when eating these foods when capsaicin comes into contact with mucous membranes and skin the body's pain sensors are stimulated which leads to the classic symptoms of burning stinging and a sensation of heat well there you go it's also used in pepper spray oh my gosh so spray it in your eye i am dying over here I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty strong, but here's what I will say is that like, if you had one of those colds where literally like you cannot get air in and out your nose and you sprayed that stuff in there, like that would, that would feel like a miracle touch from Jesus. Oh, maybe. I mean, that's amazing. We have had an overflowing of new listeners writing in and telling us what they love about our podcast and that's been so fun it has been really fun our cup runneth over and i love it our christ cup runneth over (laughs) (laughs) it is really fun though it's fun to hear from you thank you first of all for listening we really consider it an honor that you would spend your time listening to us and and being in the car or in your house or wherever you're listening thank you so much and um, if you want to be in touch with us hello at catandmoosepodcast.com And if you're listening on Apple, make sure that you rate us four stars or more, please. (laughs) And put a review because that helps us get up the charts. So you and I were talking um, today and we were talking about how owning our own businesses, you know, you've got seasons that speaking of overflowing, you know, our cup runneth over. Um, And then you have seasons where, 
you know, things are tight and where our cup runneth empty (laughs) where our cup has a hole in the bottom. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and then one of the things you said that sparked a funny conversation between us was it's not like my electric's going to turn off or anything. Right. And then we kind of both looked at each other and busted out (laughs) laughing because we kind of both grew up with not a lot of extra. Yes. And we have stories of, you know, literally we couldn't pay the electric bill yeah it's like we've been evicted from one house so we move to another or the electricity gets cut off or the water gets cut off or the gas or whatever it is you know it it seems like that is just a part of life that at least in hindsight I'm glad that I I had to live through um but I also don't want to be in that spot anymore if I can possibly not be. So you were telling me the other night about how you had someone over and (laughs) it was stormy outside and your electricity was off. Well, so I invited a friend over. We were just going to order dinner Mm -hmm. in and like watch a show or something. And I got home at like 530 or something and all my lights were out and it it was kind of stormy. I think it was less stormy and more rainy, but I had convinced (laughs) myself that um, you know, my electric was out. So I text my neighbor <laughs> and I was like, Hey man, um, is your electric out as well? And he's like, Nope, we're up and running here. And so I was like, huh, that's weird. And I look across, it's starting to get dusk and I see everyone's lights are on. <laughs> and so I just happened to log into the electric company and it was like, Oh, you owe $345 because <laughs> two months got pushed together because you didn't pay which isn't uh, which isn't like me i just want to put that out there i mean maybe that's happened in the past but that wasn't because (laughs) i didn't have money at least well at least it it wasn't because you didn't have the money this time around it's just that you forgot to pay your bill right okay so um a book that has meant a lot to both you and i individually is elizabeth gilbert's big magic oh yeah it's one of my favorites and if there's one book that i would say somebody needs to read when they're in that liminal space that we always talk about um it would be this book so to the point of um talking about showing up for people in your life and you know that our needs will be met through one another um i have this phrase that keeps rolling around in my brain lately which is why have we taken the mystery out of god Hmm. Or even the mystery out of Christianity or goodness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like I think so many times what we're looking for is certainty and any kind of religion or spirituality. And I think that's the opposite of what it actually is. Yes. Like if you have, I mean, it's, it's mysterious in itself that we can have any kind of conversation or relationship with a higher being like yeah. that in itself is mysterious. It is. It's very mysterious. And it, it also, it really demystifies things if you know everything about it. So if right. you, if you know everything about something, then, then there is really nothing spiritual about it because you don't, you don't need the mystique. You don't need the, the mystery or the question marks or the magic per se. Yeah. So I'm just going to read the, these two pages. Uh, the name of the chapter is how ideas work. And then I would love for us to kind of talk about how this has influenced our lives. So she says, um, I should explain at this point that I've spent my entire life in devotion to creativity. And along the way, I've developed a set of beliefs about how it works and how to work with it. That is entirely and unapologetically based upon magical thinking. And when I refer to magic here, I mean it literally like in the Hogwarts sense I am referring to the supernatural, the mystical, the unexplicable, the surreal, 
the divine, the transcendent, the otherworldly. Because the truth is, I believe that creativity is a force of enchantment, not entirely human in its origins. I am aware that this is not an especially modern or rational way of seeing things. It is decidedly unscientific. Just the other day, I heard a respected neurologist say in an interview, the creative process may seem magical, but it is not magic. With all due respect, I disagree. I believe the creative process is both magical and magic because here is what I choose to believe about how creativity functions. I believe that our planet is inhabited not only by animals and plants and bacteria and viruses, but also by ideas. Ideas are a disembodied, energetic life form. They are completely separate from us, but capable of interacting with us, albeit strangely. Ideas have no material body, but they do have consciousness, and they most certainly have will. Ideas are driven by a single impulse, to be made manifest. And the only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. It is only through a human's efforts that an idea can be escorted out of the ether and into the realm of the actual. Therefore, ideas spend eternity swirling around us, searching for available and willing human partners. I'm talking about all ideas here. Artistic, scientific, industrial, commercial, ethical, religious, political. When idea thinks it has found somebody, say you, who might be able to bring it into the world, the idea will pay you a visit. It will try to get your attention. Mostly, you will not notice. This is likely because you're so consumed by your own dramas, anxieties, distractions, insecurities, and duties that you aren't receptive to inspiration. You might miss the signal you're you might miss the signal because you're watching TV or shopping or brooding over how angry you are at somebody or pondering your failures and mistakes or just generally really busy. The idea will try to wave you down, perhaps for a few moments, perhaps for a few months, perhaps even for a few years. But when it finally realizes that you're oblivious to its message, it will move on to someone else. But sometimes, rarely, but magnificently, There comes a day when you're open and relaxed enough to actually receive something. Your defenses might slacken and your anxieties might ease, and then magic can slip through. The idea, sensing your openness, will start to do its work on you. It will send the universal physical and emotional signals of inspiration. The chills up the arms, the hair standing up on the back of your neck, the nervous stomach, the buzzy thoughts, the feeling of falling in love, or the obsession. The idea will organize coincidences and portents to tumble across your path to keep your interest keen. You will start to notice all sorts of signs pointing you toward the idea. That's so true. Everything you see and touch and do will remind you of the idea. The idea will wake you up in the middle of the night and distract you from your everyday routine. The idea will not leave you alone until it has your fullest attention. And then in a quiet moment, it will ask, do you want to work with me? At this point, you have two options for how to respond. I mean, come on. Come on. That is so cool. It's so well written and, and so beautifully described. Do you have an example of, have you had an idea like that? You know, I have, um, somewhere in this book, she talks about how, because of this kind of magic, 
um, what happens when, so say that this idea comes and you're busy, like she talks about, and you choose like, not right now for whatever reason, yeah. it doesn't fit, you know, and timing is everything. But, um, she tells a story about how, um, this writer who's actually very popular here in Nashville and Patchett, she yep. owns one of our independent bookstores, Parnassus shout out to them. Um, how this idea came to, um, to Elizabeth and then she said no to it. And that, well, yeah, she had all this life circumstance happen. Like she went through all this kind of stuff. And so she had started writing a book on a particular subject and she had kind of jotting a few things down and, you know, was going to write this book. And then like a couple of years happened and then she's sitting there at like a convention or something like that with her friend, Anne and Anne starts telling her about this book that she's writing. And lo and behold, the subject matter is almost identical to, to the what? idea that Liz had. And she never they wrote it never down spoke of it yeah like she never wrote it down it was just in the ether and and it's interesting because like that's what made her believe that this is the way that ideas work and what i find interesting is have you ever like seen someone talking about a book they wrote or a film they created or a company they started and you get super jealous like you have a feeling yeah. of like no that was my idea yeah that was for me I think that's what's happening is I've done that where I'm like almost to the point where I should be cheering that person on. And instead I feel this intense envy inside mm -hmm. of me. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder like, well, that idea had already come to me. That's what's actually happening, but I let it go. Well, and isn't it interesting too, though, that, that I think we could also consider not living in this place of, of shame or condemnation where it's like, oh, I didn't do the idea. So then therefore somebody else did. And, and for some reason that is now a loss to me. Yeah. It's like, actually the idea came to life. Well, whether absolutely. or not it came through you, actually really shouldn't be the point because the idea itself needed to be born and you just happen to not be the surrogate for it. I love that. And I also think uh, it proves how connected we are. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, okay, the idea keeps moving on and it almost makes, I'm going to go real deep here for a minute, but it almost, it adds to the mystery that we were talking about, but it almost makes you go like, okay, what if it's more about um, not not being jealous because you, you chose not to be connected to that. Like you said, but just, it, it's like a metaphor for life of just having open hands yes. and recognizing like my time when I have the room and space and creativity to bring this to life wasn't there. So yep. therefore it moved on. I will have a time and space to do another idea that comes to exactly, me. Exactly. Exactly. I like I think, that better. Yeah. I like that better too. I, I like that a lot. And I think that, um, the more that we encourage one another in pursuing our dreams and ideas and, and seeing those things manifest and come to life, I think the, the more peace that we will find in our own journeys of just going like, okay, like it, it might kind of bump me out that so-and-so got to do that thing that I was thinking I was going to be the one to do. But in, instead of staying in that place, it's like celebrate that they're doing it and move on to whatever's next for you. That is so cool. I love, I love thinking of it that way. Okay. So is there anything for you that has been that idea that you have seen pass past you or you have really grabbed and said like, okay, I'm going to take time right now to cultivate this. 
so early in my in my career working in the music industry, I had a really good friend, the same friend who um, I made a fool of myself with at the ornament party. If you guys listen to that episode, um, that friend um, took me and a couple of other folks through a, a course where we had to figure out our life's mission statement. Mm-hmm. And my life's mission statement is to beckon artist dreams to existence. I think that um, creative people are amazing. And I mean, all kinds of art, everything from, I mean, music has been kind of my forte, but whether it's music or visual arts or whatever it's like I really feel like I'm handcrafted to help those types of people achieve their greatest dreams I would agree with that and um and so in light of that I I think that several ideas have come my way and and they're always in the realm of like how do you um resuscitate or invigorate or whatever the the right word is um creative people to to absolutely be their best and this isn't really an idea that that i wish was mine and became somebody else's but it's rather an example of an idea that fits in this realm that i'm really proud that that i get to be a part of too and that's an organization that's run by um a friend of ours named ali andrews and the organization is called porter's call and a porter is kind of like a you can think of it as a Sherpa or like a journeyman or like a tour guide or Mm. something like that. So it's not, it's not just a counselor. It's someone who walks on a journey with you. And basically what Porter's call does is it serves full time touring musicians with free counseling services. And there are unique challenges that come with being a public figure, um, you know, whether you're a speaker, a musician or, or an ice skater, whatever it is, it's like there are unique challenges that come with being a public figure because all of a sudden it's not just about you. It's about you and your platform and people are greedy and people want a part of that platform and, and so on and so forth. And so Al has curated this beautiful staff of porters that help full-time touring artists, um, deal with their stuff. You know, they get to talk about everything from marriage to life on the road, to finances, to addiction, addiction, and, and who knows what else. And I think it's really beautiful how many marriages have been saved, how many lives have been saved. Um, and the amazing work that Porter's call does just continues to grow. And it's so special. And they have a yearly thing called evening of stories that you can sponsor. And it's really cool because Al, um, is is great at raising money, but he doesn't raise it in a traditional way. For example, this fundraiser evening of stories, basically people buy tables to to sit at at the event and by the time you get to the event they're actually not asking anybody for money because everybody that's at the event has already given money so it's really just a celebration of hey this is a gift you've given and this is what we're going to bless you back with a night of of stories and entertainment by some of the very artists that that have benefited from the the services of porter's call and Al really is the person in this book who had an idea, captured it. I mean, Al is like one of the most disarming people you will ever meet. He's oh, yeah. such an incredible heart. He's quirky and funny and um and real. Know, and so real. real. So real. Like we'll just shoot you straight. And to it's kind of funny that he's the guy raising all the money, but it's just because um, he's the right guy to ask people for money because everyone knows it was his idea and mm-hmm. it was, or he partnered with the idea, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool. Cause like he, I mean, he had to be able to walk into the presidents of record labels and say, Hey, is this, I know this is something that your artists need. Are mm-hmm. you willing to support it as a nonprofit? And um, yeah, what a great story of someone who, 
you know, just in his humility thought I can, I can make a difference here. Absolutely. I admire him so much. We love you, Al. Big shout out to Porter's Call. If you guys want to check out what it is they do, porterscall.org. Okay. So I would love to, um, this is less of me. Well, I guess I am partnering with an idea, but I had, um, for me, it was less of like a noticing an idea, um, story that I want to share. So I was in the Philippines. Um, I've been a few times and I was doing, um, some work on, um, with an anti-sex trafficking organization. And, um, and one night it was the weirdest trip I've ever had. Um, because I've always had a really good experience. And as soon as I stepped on like Filipino soil, I just had the weirdest, um, the best way I can describe it is like spiritual, um, um, uncomfortability maybe Hmm. like I felt very irritable and it wasn't like I was just in a bad mood or a jet lag. Like there was just something going on as soon as I got to the Philippines. And anyway, this one night is probably the second night I was there. Um, I had a dream that I woke up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. and I had to write it down. Like it was so incredibly impactful to me. And the best way I can describe it is I felt like God was trying to get my attention around this word. And it was like, imagine um, that I was looking up in the sky and I could just see this word being written out with like a sparkler. And Hmm. so it had like the little fiery thing and and the letters were S-E-N-O-S-A, Sonosa. What does it stand for? Well, I I didn't know. And so that morning I like wake up, my friend was with me and she was in the bed next door and, and, and I wake her up and I was like, Hey, what could this mean? What could this mean? So she goes back to sleep eventually. And then I just stay up Googling everything. Like what could Sonosa mean? And, um, I knew it was related to the Philippines. Like Mm -hmm. I've always, I would never think that like I, um, I would think that like South America would be something that I would have this huge heart for. Cause I did a lot of work in Mexico, um, in my early twenties, but I got a chance to go to the Philippines, like probably 10 years ago. And I just keep going back like these, I love Filipino women, especially they're just incredibly wonderful, heartwarming humans. Um, so I knew it was about the Philippines and I knew it had to do with the sex anti-sex trafficking work we were doing. Um, but so anyway, I find I'm searching, 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 and I find on weather channel of all places that there is a place called Sonosa in the Philippines. It's on, um, one of, it was like one Island down from where I was. Wow. And every time I would search it, Sentosa Island, which is on, um, I think it's in Thailand. Uh, it's kind of like the Disney world of the Southeast Asia. Okay. And so every time I'd mention someone, they're like, Oh, you probably mean Sentosa Island. Like, and no, I was convinced like, cause I knew it was spelled out and it was very important. There was no T in it. Cause as soon as I woke up, I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, um, I put it out on Facebook a while ago and just said like, does anyone, does this mean anything to anyone? And several people wrote back and sent me that link. And it's only on a weather link like that. You can actually see the weather. It's such a small town. The weirdest thing is in that dream, I then saw an image of like the beach and the ocean. Hmm. And sure enough, this small town is on the water. Oh, wow. So it's like a beachside town. Yeah. And it's like, I've done Google earth and like zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in. And, um, and I have a, um, a Google alert on, uh, set up for it because, uh, I don't like, there's part of me is like, is, is there a sex trafficking ring down there? Like, Mm -hmm. but I am so 
clear and so steadfast on I have to go here. Like I just have to go. Even yeah. if nothing happens, I don't expect it to be some crazy story. But I'm just like, it makes me want to just go. And I've looked like there's not even a hotel there. It's like, it's really in the middle of nowhere. Well, and, and I think that you're, you're stewarding it the best you can by being available to it. I yeah. think that's, I think that's all that can be asked of you. You know, it's like, you can't manufacture what it is that you're supposed to do and when it is you're supposed to do it. Like all you can do is take the next steps toward, you know, trying to answer that call for lack of a better way of saying it. Well, here's the only thing. I totally agree. I need to just be open I, uh, about once a week. I mean, this has been about four years ago that this happened. And once a week, I find myself like just Googling again really? and just seeing, I have, you know, if anything, any news comes out of there An interesting, a couple interesting connections have happened, but I told myself that if by 2020, I don't, I haven't figured it out that I have to go. Oh, that's amazing. So when are you going? I don't know. Do you want to go? Yeah. You would go. I don't really want to, but I will. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I know you better. <laughs> I, I would go. What if I find like first class tickets that are under $500? Oh, I mean, it's not even that. It's it's more about how um, I, I love, I love to travel, especially when it's not for work. I love to travel. I love to travel internationally. I've done it my whole life. Um, but I think the thing that would be the most inspiring for me would be to get to have a firsthand front row seat to what is happening in you and why this has been laid on your heart and what it looks like for you to begin to unearth that. I think it would be a real honor and, and something I would greatly cherish to get to see. So for that reason, I would want to go. Well, I may talk you into it. I will say this, um, our dear producer, um, Sarah's stepmom is from the Philippines and last time she was home I asked her can you just ask because even though I've found it mm -hmm. um I still am like what does it mean to anyone like right. so so she knew of this small town really and I'm telling you it is a small town like it's like a fishing community from mm -hmm. what I I mean there's hardly anything I can find online about it so if anyone is listening I'm just gonna put it out there in the universe if you have any connection with a tiny, tiny town in Sonosa, Philippines, um, just for reference, Sonosa is in Eastern Visayas or Visayas, V-I-S-A-Y-A-S. -S. Okay. Um, and that's the province of Northern Samar. Cool. So if you know anything, hello at catandmoosepodcast.com. We would also love to hear any ideas that have popped through your life that you grabbed hold of or that you let go. Any stories around ideas and magic, especially involving crystals. We would, <laughs> <laughs> we would love to hear it. And one thing I don't, I don't know about you, but I read this daily thing called The Skim. And it's this most brilliantly written um, piece of basically like recapping the news from the day before. And they started doing this thing recently where they do shout outs at the bottom of people who just do cool shit yeah you know so it'll be like hey shout out to so-and-so who finished her master's degree and now is you know opening a you know golden retriever dog walking kennel in you know belgium or whatever it is you know it's it's a a, a cool shout out for people and so i would love to hear that i would love to hear we would both love to hear what have been your ideas that have been fulfilled and how have they turned into something even more big or more beautiful than what you originally imagined. We would love to hear that. So give us a shout out. Hello at catandmoosepodcast.com. You will be a cat and moose hero. Cat with a K. 
thanks to our producer, Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production.